The NHL is on to the next round of playoffs, and so we've got some predictions for what's coming at you from the Western Conference. Plus, it's the return of our favorite segment of the show, Dunking on the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to give you some updates that we've learned from teams that are uh, ready to go hit the golf course. All that on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked on NHL Western Conference Wednesday as we talk all about what's happening on the left side of the hockey map uh, in the NHL. My name is Sarah, one half of your Western Conference Wednesday team, also host of Locked on Kings. Uh, My team is uh, getting ready to go do nothing. Jess, my uh, partner in crime here, her team is getting ready for the Battle of Alberta. Jess is uh, the host of Locked on Flames, and we're going to talk about the Battle of Alberta Uh, coming up today as we look at our upcoming matches uh, in the next round of the playoffs. Uh, But we're also going to take a look first at what we've learned from teams who are no longer longer with us. They're no longer in the playoffs. They were eliminated. Uh, Some of them came in. Well, we we can actually get into the Were Any of these, none of these series were upsets at the end of the day. No. No. No, I was thinking about that earlier and I was like, were any of these really like an underdog winning or yeah. and no, the answer no. is no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the one that was closest, like was the Minnesota St. Louis. I still really feel like you mm-hmm. could have flipped a coin and gotten a different result. Yeah. Um, but the other ones, I mean, not to disparage my team or anything, but yeah, the, the better team won that series and the better team won, you know, all, all of these series, uh, Colorado is going into the next round, very rested. Uh, we'll talk about them uh, towards the end of our show. But for our teams that are going home, uh, we have started to learn a lot about them. And we'll just start off the bat with the fun one, which is Vegas, uh, who announced sort of in a flurry of news uh, that, uh, first off, Mark Stone is going to have to have back surgery. So why was it put off this long? Hockey. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, he is, he is quite likely to have surgery. They're saying, uh, he's still getting some evaluations, uh, getting some different options from doctors, but the uh, intent is that he'll be ready, uh, for, for the start of the season for training camp. So, you know, hopefully as much as we love to dunk on Vegas here, I, I do really love Mark Stone as a player. Uh, he's really fun to watch and Vegas did miss him a ton, uh, given that he only, you know, he missed essentially half more than half of the season. Uh, with this back injury. So, uh, you know, it wasn't them just circumventing the cap. Right, right. Surprise. He actually is really hurt. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope that he'll, from a watching hockey perspective, I hope he's back to 100% next season. Uh, from a have to play this team a whole bunch perspective, I don't know, like 85% of Mark Stone yeah. would be okay. Like, I wouldn't complain. But their their real nugget of news uh, was that they have decided to move on from Pete DeBoer as their head coach, which uh, also wasn't really a surprise to anybody. Uh, I, I think that the writing was on the wall for him as soon as that regular season was over. But they uh, very simply announced that, uh, he, that he was no longer going to be with the team. So Vegas is on the hunt for a new coach and 
really wish they would have wrapped this up before Barry Trot became available. I, I do not want, I do not want that. <laughs> no, like we, we can't. No, absolutely not. Um, I'm, I saw a tweet last night that called Jack Eichel the Ted Bundy of um, hockey coaches or something, but with curly hair. And I was like, first of all, I had just just woken up from a nap naturally. So I was like, am I like hallucinating? Like, I have a fever. I know I'm sick. Like, what does this even mean? And everyone in the replies was like, what is going on? Like, why are you drawing that comparison? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? Um, and I, I don't think that the, <laughs> um, number one, that that's a fair comparison considering, uh, you know, things in Buffalo were not good for him. Right. For the whole organization. Yeah. And then this year there were so many just variables mm-hmm. factoring into Vegas's success or lack thereof. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny from an outsider perspective of, you know, Jack Eichel getting this reputation as coach killer or whatever. But at the same time, yeah, like you said, like Buffalo, there were so many. You could have like lifted up the Tampa Bay Lightning and put them in Buffalo and you still would have had problems because 100%. Buffalo. So, you know, some of that might have been on Eichel being like, listen, I can't, we cannot work with it. Like being vocal maybe about his preferences, but I mean, also talk to any Sharks fan about Pete DeBoer and they're going to be like, yeah, he's not good. Right. Like he, he wasn't a good coach. Uh, I feel like he gave some such weirdly abrasive interviews sometimes about like anything. Uh, I feel like even, I, I wish I could find it. I feel like even in his like, end of season exit interviews like just said some really weird stuff you're like and like there's a difference between being like daryl sutter like mm-hmm. blunt and bland and then like you're crossing a line right when, when it comes to pete DeBoer. yeah and i mean daryl sutter backs it up on the ice you know right. he 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 is definitely like the the peak of lets the play speak for itself you know he the with the Kings, you know, his like famous quote was like, you know, two points go home. Like at the end of a game, they're like, what are your thoughts? He's like, we're, we're leaving. We're going home. That's, that's all I got to tell you. There was a clip of him, not to get too far off track, but a clip of him after the overtime winner in game seven, he was like ready to walk off. And then he was like, oh no, like you could like, he had a, like a physical reaction. He was like, oh no, I got to go out there and shake hands. It was so funny. He's just done. He wants to go home and like, do whatever he does go back to the farm yeah yeah i mean i can't i can't say i blame him but mm-hmm. i mean we we just learned in in our uh, uh on, on the twitters that uh the calgary stampede has introduced uh craft dinner flavored ice cream soft yeah. serve um i'm worried <laughs> don't can you like put in a word to have the flames not get on that board because that sounds terrifying. Yeah. And this I is spoken of a person who loves mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, I love mac and cheese. I love me a good craft dinner, but I feel like you're just bound to get sick if you eat that. Right. And I know that Dylan Dubé goes to the stampede all the time during the summer. Um, so I'm just going to have to politely ask him to not. Right. That. <laughs> right. Or do it on your like, very off day when yeah. <laughs> you have a good recovery period. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that, like, 
it the, from the picture it looks like the Dole Whip. Yes. But like <laughs> I, I like those. I like the Dole Whips. But thinking of like a mac and cheese flavored ice cream texture like that. It no. hurts my brain. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not here for it. But no. uh, if you're in Calgary and trying it this summer, mm. report back. Yeah, tell tell us all about it because I'm I'm curious, but also um, horrified. Uh, we're gonna look at some uh, other information we've learned from teams that are exiting the uh, postseason extravaganza. But before we do that, uh, I believe we have a little bit of information about car parts. Yes, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And why endure the often pointless and painful, intimidating questions of what that is, what does it do, uh, when can you have it in by, when you can just go to rockauto.com at home and on your own cell phone. You can save a lot of time and money when you use Rock Auto. I went on there last weekend to order more parts for my car because it is a dumpster fire. And uh, it was five minutes. That's all it took me to find what I needed for my window. And um, I saved about like $200. And I don't know about y'all, but money's tight. (laughs) And uh, it was great to avoid the condescending people at the... Uh, behind the desk at uh, an auto parts store and I can just peacefully do it enter my information and they have everything you could possibly need from brakes parts tail lamps motor oils and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So we've learned more uh, about some of these teams that are exiting. Uh, we were, of course, in the exit interviews, is always the like cavalcade of injuries that we end up hearing about. And there was one that was actually just mentioned uh, fairly recently. Uh, the Wild have been doing their exit interviews. Uh, And the one that raised my eyebrows was Matt Dumba on the wild uh, pulled a Patrice Bergeron, let's say, uh, because he has played through having a punctured lung, dislocated rib, and a broken rib. Just a totally normal, cool thing to do. How do medical staff clear these players? Because in that same tweet where that was reported, it said that he had trouble breathing and had to go to the hospital. So it was not manageable by anyone on the medical staff, athletic training staff, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. That's, I, like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I get, I get the mentality of it, uh, especially hockey being such a like team first thing, but that feels dangerous to me. <laughs> right. I, like, your lung can, like, deflate. It's, like, it's like a pool float. Like, when you pop a hole in it, yeah, and it just slowly goes. starts to do the thing. But that just seems so over the top. And, like you said, it's that team-first mentality. But 
he could not have felt well, which mm-hmm. means he's not playing 100%. Mm-hmm. And at what point does playing hurt actually hurt? Right. Yeah. 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 Like if you, if you can't breathe and you're constantly like getting beat on plays, you know, right. Like, yeah. What, what are you, you, you're probably better off just, you know, like cheering from the sidelines. I mean, I loved the like big hug from Sean Monahan in the, you know, like he, right. he, he was, you know, supportive of his team and he's there for those guys, but, you know, isn't playing through something that is, you know, that he <laughs> tried to play through and couldn't. Um it, it's just we we learn about this every off season. Uh, you know, just speaking for the Kings, I know that you know Drew Doughty had been ruled out for the series. Uh, he had to have like a, a wrist injury, he had a, a torn tendon, I think they said it was. Uh, but even he in his exit interview was like, "Listen, if the Kings would have progressed to like the conference finals, if they would have gotten to the Stanley Cup finals." He's like, "I was going to play no matter what. Like, I, I don't care that I wasn't." you know, that I wasn't ready to come back. I was going to play. Uh, and, you know, from, you know, from, from that perspective, it's like, yeah, like 75% of Drew Doughty is better than 0% of Drew Doughty, like for real, but may, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. But like, you know, I totally get, I, I get the like mentality of it, of, you know, I want to be there for my team. I want to support my team, whatever, but the things that you hear guys play through. And I mean, this is just the first round. Imagine what we're going to hear out of the eventual Stanley cup games of what people right. are playing. I mean, the, the Oilers, it's very clear that Leon Dreisaitl was not healthy. Um, no. Having watched that series. Uh, so I can only wait to see, you know, once the battle of Alberta is done, if they don't move on to see what, what's been wrong with him, there's obviously like some sort of lower body, something happening. Right. Um and Tyler Sagan today, mm-hmm. just um, in Dallas's exit interview, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I fractured my foot in game one." Oh, that's I, bad. I I've, see, I've never broken a bone, but I I know that it hurts based on what everyone has told me. Right, um, and it's your foot. Your foot. You need that you. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I I just. It makes sense it. why he looked the way he did during the yeah. series. Yeah. But I just, I don't think it's responsible. I, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. What else, what are from the other exit interviews that you've been seeing stuff from? What else has kind of stood out to you in, in all of these teams saying goodbye? Just all of them, again, the injuries. I just mm-hmm. think it's constant. And thankfully, some of them are bad enough where they're not playing mm-hmm. and I just also the fact that there has been no update on Braden Holtby oh what happened oh, that's what, right yeah I forgot about him I did too until yeah. I started seeing everyone questioning where like where's the update on Holtby and nothing like no one's saying yeah. anything that's so, never good no which is so confusing because you would think at like your end of the mm-hmm. locker cleanout day or whatever. Yeah, even have- even if you like get an answer that's just like, oh, we're not ready to provide an update right. or something. Like, right. I mean, just, like how many goalies is Dallas going to disappear this year? Like, oh, I feel that. like I feel like Jake Ottinger's like the the uh, Fresh Prince, like the the gif of Will Smith walking in, being like. <laughs> 
into the empty room. I feel like that that's poor Andrea. I mean, especially after that last game, like he's going to be like, what, where'd everyone go that I know? Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how they do it. Number one, maybe it's because I'm a baby and um, <laughs> turn into like the biggest child when I have a cold, let alone like an injury. So <laughs> I just, I couldn't do that. But yeah, no. I, I'm very interested to see, like you said, what comes out of the next round mm-hmm. or this round two and then the mm-hmm. conference finals and then the eventual Stanley Cup because I am certain, like you said, Dreisaitl's playing through something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the interview that Tristan Jari did right after the game, mm-hmm. walking around with a boot and ice on. And it's yeah. like, should you have even been in that? No. Right. But uh, Chris Tanev was back at practice today after uh, an injury in game six. And he has had a battle with injuries mm-hmm. his entire career. So I'm very interested to hear what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the other thing that we've seen from some of these exit interviews is uh, there's a, there's a, a handful of players who are either unrestricted or restricted free agents who uh, may have new homes. I know from the wild, the one that everyone's talking about is Kevin Fiala, who's a restricted free agent, uh, but who could be a really great trade chip for the wild. Uh, if they, I mean, they're going to be in cap trouble uh, <laughs> effective immediately because of those buyouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they may have to move him uh, and some team is going to benefit very nicely from that. He had a fantastic season this year uh, in Nashville. Everyone's looking at Philip Forsberg to see, you know, if he resigns, if he hits the open market, like what happens there? Uh, I think there's a lot of guys, you know, the Kings have talked about some players who they want to try to lock up longer term. Adrian Kempe, they've talked about wanting to give him a longer deal, uh, which I'm like, please don't overpay for one really good season. Like, please yeah. be reasonable. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, your, it's the first chance to kind of look at some of these guys and pick their brains on, you know, they can't say anything, but you can, you, it's, it's like, you know, to, to turn to the East coast uh, at the end of Boston's last game, Patrice Bergeron, like hugging every single person. You're like, Oh, that's not, that's not a good sign. No, that's not a guy who's like coming back probably. Um, and, and you kind of get some of those feelings from some, from some players, you know, you read between the lines and you're like, oh, this, this doesn't look good for this player coming back. (laughs) I was truly worried that if the Flames lost in game seven, that we would have seen Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk do something similar. Oh, yeah. I was like, you guys can't lose. Like, I'm not (laughs) ready for, like, yes, you losing, but also moving on from you. So if we can just Yeah, just not. Just not. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys can't get eliminated. Sorry. Yeah, not ready. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Mainly for my content and emotions, but right, right. But yeah, I mean that's 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 what we're here for is the, the content <laughs> and, and the emotions. We'll actually talk about the flames coming up next because we've got the Battle of Alberta on deck. Uh, we're going to look at the, each of the series and give some quick uh, quick reactions and predictions uh, for for the next round of the playoffs. But before we get there, uh, Built Bar is basically the snack you should be eating if you're not eating it already. Uh, They come in a ton of amazing flavors, including the brand new birthday cake puff. What is a birthday cake puff, you might be asking? Well, the answer is a uh, protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% white chocolate, has little sprinkles on it, 
And it basically tastes like you're eating like a nice puffy cloud that tastes like birthday cake icing. So if you are into that, if you are someone who is like, I really like the taste of sweet things and candies and pastries and all that stuff, but you're like, mm, maybe I should eat something that has some nutritional value. Uh, that's where Built Bar comes in because these, the Built Bar uh, birthday cake puffs are 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, uh, only nine grams of sugar. Uh, they basically fit into whatever your food journey is. They can uh, easily just slide right into your life and give you a nice delicious snack for getting through a day, getting uh, some energy, having a quick breakfast, whatever it is, uh, Built Bar is here for you. So go to Built to check out the birthday cake puff as well as all of the other great flavors they have available. When you're there at Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're in the second round now. We, we have, we have our, our, our games, our brackets set, uh, and we'll, we'll just start real quick with the Battle of, 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 Battle of Alberta. Uh, it's actually, we have the Battle of Alberta on this side. We have the Battle of Florida on the other side. Um, the, like, Tony D'Angelo slash Auntie Ranta slash Brady Shable, since they all played for both teams over there. <laughs> and then we have, there's no connection between Colorado and St. Louis, I don't think, is there, other than just... St. Louis losing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, St. Louis. No, I don't think so. I think it's just um, two random cities. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if, if you have a cool, like, hidden connection or something, I mean, the the Brandon Sod Bowl, he's played on both teams. Yeah. That's not, that's not super. I love Brandon Sod, but I don't know that that's super intriguing, but we might have to go with that. Um, we'll, we'll just start there since we're already talking about them. What's your prediction? <laughs> Blues versus Avalanche. It'll be the Avalanche. I don't yeah. know in how many games. I, I think it's going to go deeper than, than a sweep this time, <laughs> but probably just in five or six. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Avalanche in six. Um, the Blues got lucky that Jordan Bennington remembered how to be a goalie. Uh, that, that certainly helped them. Uh, they had some good performances, but Colorado is just a totally different beast. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you beat them. I'm glad that I don't have to worry about it. Like as right. fun as it would have been to see the Kings advance and keep playing and whatever. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Colorado dismantled them in the regular season. I can only imagine what they, like, it, it, it would, like can you have less than a sweep? Like, honestly, abs in two. Like, right. The, the other team's just like, no, bye. No. I'm not wasting our time. I'm not going to, uh, you know, contribute to pollution by taking our plane back and forth. <laughs> We're doing something good. Right? Good yeah. Them. Yeah. I'd expect this series. I mean, I feel like we're at the point now where you expect all of them to just get really physical. Oh, um, yeah. but, but these are two, you know, the Blues, especially, a very physical team. Uh, the Avalanche can certainly play that game if that's uh, if that is what is brought to them. But when when Colorado's only weakness is you don't know if their starting goaltender is healthy yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that we've heard any updates on Darcy Kemper. Like, but that's their only problem. Yeah. I weird. no. Not looking I'm, too good. Yeah. Sorry, Blues. But I. I think, I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Not really. Picked. Yeah. Um, and then, well, with the Blues, I know that Tori Krug's out, like, mm -hmm. indefinitely. 
So Right. They're all hurt. Yeah. Like they're in most of their defensemen are hurt, I believe. Yeah. So we um interesting to see how they hold up. Yeah. Have fun, Colorado. You're yeah. just you're just gonna cruise to the, the conference finals. It's fine. Yeah, we'll um, we'll see you. We'll see yeah. you then. Yeah. So what is your take on Battle of Alberta? How are you feeling getting ready to go into this? Um, I need blood pressure medication <laughs> because <laughs> just when like it was official, Twitter just started going crazy mm-hmm. and going feral. And there were like people like people don't know how to act, but this is one of the best rivalries, and it's mm-hmm. so good for the sport and so good for Canada. Um, I'm terrified. Mainly just because Connor McDavid and Evander Kane just have just this offensive like yeah. ability, but again, they have Mike Smith, so yeah. I'm not I'm not worrying. Yeah, that much. I'm. I think the Flames will be pleasantly surprised when some of their shots actually go in the net. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what is your what's your prediction for? I mean, I know you can't predict. You're not you're not reverse accidental super superstitious like me, so you won't go against your guys. But uh. I feel like I have to because that's what happened last time. Um, I'm gonna say the series ends up going seven. Yeah. But I'm not. Declaring. I like it. I like it. I, I like toe on the line. Um, I'm excited for this series. Like. You know, obviously disappointing for me that the Oilers bounced to the Kings, but um, you know, like I've said before, this the, this was a pleasant surprise to even see them in the playoffs. I think the team learned a lot about what it's going to take to kind of get over that next hump. And yeah, the Oilers were the better team, uh, and their biggest weakness is Mike Smith, and especially in Game Seven, the Oilers just shut it down. Like the Kings couldn't even get to Mike Smith to make him make a mistake that they could score off of. And I think the Flames are going to have a lot easier time. Like the, the Flames are just a deeper team uh, than the Kings are. So I think they're going to have an easier time breaking past that and figuring out how best to exploit like any weaknesses that, that the Oilers have, which they have, they have many, like they do. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith being the biggest one. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go Flames in seven because like even it. though I don't particular like I have no particular strong feelings, like, this isn't like one of those series where, you know, you lose and you're like, I hope the team that beat me, like, falls off the face of the earth. I don't want them to experience winning or happiness. Here, I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, if the Oilers win, like, cool. Um, it'll be funny to see the media just, like, lose their minds. Um, I have no feelings one way or the other. But I'm still not going to pick them to win. I don't want them to win, you know. And, it's you know. so funny. Like, you mentioned the media. The complete... 180 from like the Edmonton media compared mm-hmm. to Calgary like everyone in Calgary is so like nice and polite and you know respectful mm-hmm. and then then you have the guys in um Edmonton asking you know oh you're, you're a little pissy today or right. whatever like I I can't see any of the yeah. Flames media ever no something no like no interesting yeah but I'm 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 really excited about this series I think it's going to be fun hockey um both teams have such like high octane offensive players um who who's who's gonna get the Connor McDavid matchup who's gonna have to 
deal with him. It's going to be that top line. It's going to end up being uh, Gaudreau, Kachuk, and Lindholm. I'm very nervous. But Elias Lindholm was just nominated for the Selkie trophy. Well, so. good, a good, like, underground pick. Right? Yeah. I respect it. I'm glad because yeah. He, yeah. he is absolutely fantastic and one of the best two-way players in the league. Yeah. So I respect it. Thank you, everyone who had him on your ballot. <laughs> it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. You you personally, you raised him with your own two hands yeah. to be the player that he is. <laughs> exactly. These last three seasons have just been yeah. me making yeah. sure... I'm I'm out there cheering him on. Go, right. go Lindholm. Go. Right. Like, Did you have your built bar before the practice? You know exactly. <laughs> hey, check out Rock Auto before you know. I know you were looking right. to upgrade car. Yeah, get some cool like cool speakers or whatever the kids are into. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, this is going to be a fun round of hockey. Um, I'm I'm excited. It's going to be two good matchups. As much as I'm like meh about the Blues, I think that's still going to be a good series. Uh, and then we get closer and closer to uh, to the final goal. So we'll keep you updated on, on everything that's happening. Uh, eventually, we'll have to kind of peek in at the Eastern Conference and see what's happening there. But we'll we'll wait on that. We don't need to talk about those other time zones. It's fine. Um, until we speak next time, next week here on Locked On NHL, Jess, where can folks find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and you can find uh, Locked On Flames at LO underscore Flames Pod. Uh, and then, of course, you can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show's on Twitter uh, for if you want to follow along with the Kings off season, which uh, I don't know why you would because they're all going to go home. Uh, but you can find Locked On Kings at Locked On LA Kings. Uh, Locked On NHL is, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts, on your favorite podcast app of choice, on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you are subscribing, uh, that you're getting notifications, that you're uh, joining us for all of our episodes and never miss a, a, a day as we get closer and closer to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, there is great content all week long here on the show from our great lineup of hosts. And we, of course, will be back next Wednesday to talk more about the Western Conference. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Until next time, this has been Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.